Welcome to another Sorry Honey, I Have to Take This Bonus episode. This is a super informal get-together where we can decompress, chat about the last operation. In this case, Operation Gold Mongoose. We had a decent go at another bug hunt, getting our agents nice and experienced, or, or just, I guess, dead, <laughs> when it comes to tracking down fun little critters. And this is one of my favorite scenarios to both run and play due to a particular ethical choice the players have to make in the moment. It's always yielded very interesting results. And although I adapted a manuscript for our, our game, the original scenario, characters, and concept came out of another gentleman's noggin, and we happen to have him here on the show today. Please introduce yourself, good sir. Hi, my name is Darius Griffin, but most people just call me D. I've been playing tabletop RPGs since I was eight. I started with Advanced Dungeons and & Dragons. And yes, I can calculate your Thaco score. Uh, these days, you'll find me running Call of Cthulhu, Good. Delta Green, Numenera, or random experimental RPGs. Beautiful. Nice. We found them, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you needed your Thaco scores? Is that is that it? Like, that's, a, that's a new interval? Yeah, we've been kind of lost without that. I mean, the new rules are all back to, three. what, 3.5 edition? Am I right? I guess even earlier than that. Thaco is like... Edition one, two. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's my ignorance showing. God damn it, Chris. <laughs> I can go grab the book if you really want to know. There you go. Yeah. Let's let's figure this out. So uh, we're recording this a bit before any of these episodes have aired. So D hasn't actually heard how y'all made it through the scenario. Well, he, I, he only got some like <laughs> high level summaries that I've sent his way throughout. Like make make it <laughs> a little. Are regardless. you not giving him access to the episodes? <laughs> He's got to listen in real time, even though he wrote this shit. Oh, that's okay. Though. That's correct. That's okay though, I, I'm happy to listen to him as they come out. I think that's great. See, see, it's not a problem, Michael. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael's we blow ready to everything make it out of the water. <laughs> well, I mean, so, so let me just ask you guys, like, how did you find it? Were you like, man, that was a lot of fun? Or you were like, oh, God, I never want to do that again. And you can be honest here. Like, I'm just curious. Like, as players, uh, you well, know, how did it go? As as the characters went, uh, and, and it's it's an ongoing theme for for us as players, but we always fuck up a role. Like, every fucking chance we get, we fuck up a role. There's good information here. Not for us. So, we basically have been operating in every opera off of just the the first key points that were given in our brief. Yeah. <laughs> and anything that we're able to eke out of talking to a few people, but that's about it. Like, I think we, we just, really botched it. We just keep stumbling onto the answer. Stumble, yes. Okay. Almost like we have a game master. <laughs> yeah, Michael's mad that... Chris won't just give us information, but uh, I will say this is my first time playing Delta Green, and my least favorite part of playing Delta Green is like investigating shit, which is arguably the point of Delta Green. I feel like we really didn't get to experience much of much of what you laid out because we continuously botched every investigative role. We stumbled our way through. I don't know if that's true, Eric. Everyone. I think that's, that... that's not true. But D, if you want to actually, yeah, there's one part of your manuscript that they they did not really get into, which was interviewing the kids. Yeah. So uh, there's a few things here. Like whenever I write scenarios, 
it should be next to impossible to, like, even if you fail every roll, like, there should always be a route towards the end, but that in quotes, right? Because, like, I don't know, this gets into, like, a meta, like, how do you write RPG scenarios without having it just be, like, scene A, scene B, scene, you know, see, like, obviously players have autonomy and, and they can interact with the world however they want, and so, like, they can just go off the rails and say things like, yeah, we're not going to uh, interview the kids, for instance. So, like, no, most players, and I've run this one a few times, so, like, most players will go to the warehouse prior to visiting the school. And I understand you guys did not do that, which I find interesting, because when you find out the information about the warehouse, it's literally, like, on a roadmap with, like, X's drawn on it, and, like... It's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. Um, when I wrote it, it's supposed to be a joke because there's like, I think he draws like sea monsters, like Darren's insane, by the way. You yeah. couldn't pick up yeah. on that. There's like <laughs> sea monsters on the map. And then the, he draws like a bunch of X's as to like where he's found the Detroit Jabberwocky. And uh, like, what else has he done? Oh yeah, and it also corresponds with the dumping location of his body. Um, so it's like, oh, that's clearly where he was murdered. Maybe we should investigate that. But you guys saw that and were like, nah, never mind. I think we want to wait until the morning, I guess, and go talk to some school kids or try and find out about these school kids. I think it's totally open as to how you approach the school as well. And I think I wrote a little bit about that to try and make it as like, to try and give like handlers enough room to feel like, how do you handle these players that are just going to go walk into a school? Most of the time that I run the scenario, people will have to pull their credentials, which is a big deal in Delta Green, right? Like, if you have to use your FBI credentials or whatever credentials you have, your agent's credentials to be like, yeah, we're investigating these missing children. We believe it's a federal matter. Um, I need to go talk to, you know, these kids as part of this investigation. These school will actually work with you. Like they are interested in also trying to find these kids. And, you know, even though they've already had the police interview them, uh, you know, federal agents haven't actually come by because it's actually not a federal matter. But, you know, you can you can totally uh, pull one over those uh, school teachers who want to help kids. It's, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, if you try a different tact, which I believe you guys did, like, there's still a route to success there. You just gotta, you know, not fail all those rolls. And even then, depending on how generous your your handler's being, and sometimes a handler or GM is not being generous, uh, you could just have a fateful encounter outside of school, too. And that's, uh, you know, those are always, like, things you don't want to have to do, because it is kind of like pulling the players along, and you want the players to be able to discover things on their own. So. Michael, what's the word for that? <laughs> uh, railroading? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eric, tell tell me about how how dangerous it is to have your legit credentials flashed around. I think you uh, oh. maybe maybe Michael can chime well, in too. Would, I think yeah, maybe it would be both more of a Michael thing that. because my character well, left his I credentials in the hotel. <laughs> Michael's character Ryan grabbed him and was like, "I'm gonna pretend to be him." Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the two of us were off at the school. It was purely utilitarian. <laughs> what's What's amazing though what is I don't think anybody knows he he did that except for, no no oh, literally made, nobody he knows aware, he did that. He made um, sorry he made Romeo aware of it immediately. Right, but I don't think Romeo is in any place right now to retain that. Oh, absolutely knowledge, not. Uh, but, due to the fact his brain doesn't work anymore. No, not at all. Same but, with uh, Lenny. Yeah. We turned him off. Romeo was planning a special revenge. <laughs> I like the idea of instead of calling you, it killing somebody, you just turned off their life. Jeez, man, you are uh, really embracing that like sociopath. I love it. You're getting character. That's right. Um, Is it character? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we didn't. I didn't get an actual like real time reaction from from Eric to that. What's that? Though I did just he listen to that scene he back glared at you. and Eric didn't hear you ask if 
he had his credentials with them or not, and that was the whole. He was he was watching a squirrel outside his window at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure Eric will be very pleased to know that I I kept that in our. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Our master, but, um, our master track there. Wait. So if if we were supposed to go to the warehouse first, be, like Chris, did you kind of, I guess, rework what was in there? Because I don't understand how that was kind of the climax for us. It's um, a normal. Look. It, it's not right. Um, like, so, like, what's the on. need to like go talk to the school once you get to the warehouse and find what you find? Yeah. So normally, if you go to the warehouse, you'll find some evidence too that uh, Marcus. Bruce is like the, the parents of Andy and so it doesn't really explain like the missing children so as an investigator you're like well we've killed this thing we still need to find out more about these these children or mm, got it uh, you will keep getting emails from Agent Griffin who's like uh, you know more people are dying <laughs> by, by the way more people are dying you need to keep investigating that's what I was afraid of happening while we were playing is like more kids start disappearing yeah. Or not me specifically, but the character was afraid of that. Yeah, that means you're doing a bad it's job. wonderful when that happens for a story. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when the kids started dying again, two of us were dead. Two of us were trapped in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a really good situation to be in, I think, for, for the handler. Anyway. He's having a good time. Not you guys. Oh, it's very true. Very true. I put so much time into that character, developing it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... <laughs> Of of everyone, John seemed the most like truly like as a human outside of the game disappointed that Lenny's dead. That Lenny died. And I had, I, 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 oh, that's why that's why I haven't. <laughs> you still that's can't. Why I really haven't done too much with this new guy. It's because I'm just like he's just gonna die again. I don't want to get to know him. You just gotta eat. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a a phrase in improv for like how you handle creating characters or creating situations and it's hold on tightly let go lightly so like you stick to the character that you have or, or the situation you're in but if something changes you just gotta let it go because if you insist on it being around you're ruining the yes and of everything and I think that applies to characters in in a lot of uh, gameplay because and it's a lesson I've taken a long time to learn myself because I used to get really invested in the characters too but Especially in Delta. I want you to too, still get invested. Gonna eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> what about righty sure, tighty lefty sure. Lucy? <laughs> That's another good scene. Part of the fun story. Is that part of the improv? What's that? Righty tighty lefty Lucy. Always. That's a rule. Mm. Words to live universe. by. Yeah, I think every character is a Tibetan sand like mandala, right? But you've got to like, you still got to get invested, John. It's it's all good, man. You wanna you wanna let this guy breathe a little bit. He will die or go crazy. And just uh, enjoy the yeah. ride. I'm astounded Ryan's not dead yet. Astounded. I love get, I love the journey. I'm Ryan's getting him real close. Like he's getting him real. He's close also there. two for two for mutations. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see where this character goes on this like grand arc that's starting to appear. So something we kind of like to do in our our chat is have our our listeners guess what the the monster of the operation is and uh, i don't want to give it away here on 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 the actual podcast because i love the speculation but i'm honestly having a tough time figuring it out myself so there's there's a few options i've come up with oh yeah let me hear him i don't want to spoil anything let me hear what you guys are thinking and then i don't want to spoil it for a few of your listeners that are like doing like guesswork i don't want to spoil it for them but 
Well, we we can. Uh, this will be released late enough where the guesswork has has pretty okay. much occurred. They've heard okay. the end of the story, so the we, we can spoil the hell out of it. You could also now. bleep it out if we had to. If Chris, he's like, yeah, it's a. That's the only audio skill I don't have. <sighs> so disappointed. So, I have a hard time believing so Chris. Here's time to draw my social security number right now. <laughs> Yes. So, what did so, you yeah, guys what you guess? Think it was? The, guess what the mongoose is? Yeah, yeah. What did you guys think yeah. that was? What, what do you think was going on there? <laughs> a mongoose. Go ahead, Amber. Hey, I'm drawing a blank on the name. I was looking at images earlier today, and now I cannot remember what yeah, it's called for the life of me. To say. <laughs> I'm sticking with mongoose. Well, mongoose is an interesting choice, based, actually. Based <laughs> Not quite eggs. enough tentacles. I forgot about that part. I mean, I suppose it could be a space octopus. <laughs> are you going to change your answer? Do you want me to change my answer away from a mongoose, Chris? I said, are you going to change your answer now that you remember that it had tentacles? I don't know uh, monsters well enough to even attempt to guess. That's fair. I it's would guess big, Cthulhu. It's a big world of scary things. <laughs> and I don't think it's that. No, if it was that, Royzen would not still be sane-ish. Yeah. I. Wait, was it the same? Was there two of them? Well, there were... Because there was one inside of the the kid, right? Yeah, the cruise boy. I forget his name. He's dead. Yeah, he's paced now. Andy. Um, yeah, Andy. So he's paced. Yeah, paced. Turned him into paste. Jesus. By the way, that's so the did, notebook. Did Chris tell you, D, how he how he lost his shit? How Andy lost Ryan his. Ryan did. Uh, so he saw like as as the creature reveal happened with 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 Andy Cruz. You know, we had to roll sanity checks, and 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 Ryan just flipped out. And so Chris was like, "So what are you doing?" He's like, "Why well, attack? I, I try to get a clean shot on it." And what happens is he lost he he lost his shit. He rolled poorly and and uh, had a mental break. And so that played out as he shot through the little kid's head that the creature was hiding behind, uh, and then proceeded to empty his clip into the creature. Yeah, that's a totally natural reaction though in that situation. Like, yeah, I love it. It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so I a lot of trains in this campaign. It wasn't that. No, that is. (laughs) I'm I'm joking. (laughs) That is. (laughs) I just Uh, love the the railroading references. It's become a bit now. Yeah, he's got a hat and a whistle. (laughs) uh, Anytime Chris opens his mouth, he blows that whistle. Uh, Our the player Discord kind of lights up every time this happens. Well, hey, you got rid of the Andy thing. That's good. That, as as you discovered later, these these critters are difficult to deal with. They they seem quite um, spry, tentacly, and and creative in the ways that they like to uh, deal with their prey. So you know that's probably overall too. a good thing. They certainly do. I. Honestly, when I when I've played and run this before, I, usually my players get really, really freaked out about the bacteria aspect. But y'all didn't really care. Y'all were like playing in that stuff like a sandbox, <laughs> splashing it on our faces. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know what we. I, I thought about it, but I didn't know what we could have done about it. You know what I mean? I guess in my head. Right. We didn't have any characters specializing in any of that, so until the end. But and he didn't. But even that. even with that, like Eric's new new character i guess in my mind i didn't even know what i mean sure he's like a plastic surgeon but i mean that doesn't mean he, he knows alien right. bacteria right i think that's a Good hell point. of a leap 
that. Yeah, in that moment, I just remember, well, plus I was on a new character as well, and it just, it felt like very much a search and destroy mentality, like, hey, we're here, we found it, we need to stop it as fast as possible before it gets away. So, yeah, the bacteria is like... Like, there's also some realism of, that was like our, I don't know, like, fourth or fifth session for this arc, and we're like, let's wrap this fucker (laughs) up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially after losing two two agents um, in the middle of the mission... Mm -hmm. It certainly uh, puts a vice on on the survivors <laughs> to, to Did um, buckle down and, and blast finish this thing out, of, out of existence. Yeah. Yeah. Did Lenny and Romeo, was that how that all played out, really like attributable to just shitty roles? I think no. largely, yeah. And my character's paranoia. Yeah, there was um, some pretty... We, missed, we were given a couple opportunities, and we failed the roles each time. And, I mean, I remember talking to Chris afterwards. I was thinking, like, maybe... I kind of regret not having Lenny surrender. I feel like after that first shot that went off, I feel like he would have he would have immediately dropped down and like put his hands up. I just it didn't really. I was back mm-hmm. in the moment. I was like really back and forth on. It's like is this what he would do? Is this what he wouldn't do? And I kind of it's like my one regret from that campaign. I mean, he would have ended up in jail and still never would have been able to play the character again. So it's a loss either way. But or maybe. You never know. We we had four or five different ways to handle getting out of there planned out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And apparently just run. Honestly, That's all it was. You just had to the run rolls just. <laughs> I, hop. I, I mean, yeah. you guys could have followed well, me. Ryan, yeah. Ryan just ran. It, it's 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 always going to be a combination. So I didn't plan any of that, right? I right. I'll, I'll be clear well, as your handle. I did not I did not expect y'all to just stride out, heads held high, of the front door. That was a very big surprise for me. And what happened after that was a one of the worst cavalcades of bad rolls that we've had as a group to try to deal with the consequences of that choice. So yeah, definitely some bad rolls after that, but I would say that choice precipitated those bad rolls. I mean, so like that ending situation, if you want to describe it as that, is always a tough one for players. Cause usually at that point, like even in the best of scenarios, like they've discharged firearms, Andy usually gets blown yeah. away. Um, and then they're stuck with uh, Roy. And that's always where that conundrum comes in, right? It's like, what do we do with Roy? Is Roy one of them? And there's a few different ways as a handler that I like to play that one. And it can just depend on the group and like what they've been through. One of my favorite ones is letting the agents put Roy in a car. And that's the point where they realize that Roy is also an alien. Um, And that just, yeah. And then they're really fucked. But it, it, it solves a situation where like, cause like, you know, players start asking themselves, like, well, what do I do with this kid? Like, do we just turn him into child services? Like, I just murdered his brother in front of him. He's, like, catatonic. Like, I don't know if he's an alien or not. Like, we got to get his smart agents. Like, well, we got to check him for bacteria. Like, go look in his mouth. And, of course, as soon as you look in his mouth, like, <laughs> yeah, you know what happens next. It's, it's a bad time for you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But Draw uh, back a nub. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, if we're going to take the, the blinders off. There is no situation where it really benefits uh, the agents. Like you're always going to come out of that one as, a, as an L, uh, but it's always a good time. Well, I think that that pretty much encapsulates all of Delta Green. You're, you're not meant to have a good time. <laughs> the the yeah. goal is to... I know I haven't, so... <laughs> uh, I mean, like, you know, the other option, too, a lot of times agents will just shoot the kid, and then they suffer a huge sanity loss. I will say that if you you know, let Roy become an alien and take care of him, then, like, usually there's a bit more of a sanity gain. So it's like, okay, right. well, like, you did a thing. Another op- certainly an open-ended question with us. 
Yeah, if you just blast them, then you're just like, I killed the child. That's it's always yeah. you just shoot him. It's always you just kill the child. Here's some sanity loss. I mean, it's not like we had a choice. Done and done. <sighs> I mean, when you, you panic, yeah. and you unload. I mean, I will say though, like my firearms, I I would replay that similarly because I think that objectively, statistically, like my stats are that I would have expected to have been more successful with that. I assume, Chris, I just rolled pretty shitty. Actually, you, you had uh, suffered a temporary insanity. Yeah. So, yeah, you basically I, I playing this kind of veiled sanity, you know, trying to feel it out a little bit. And so what I'm asking of you, and I'm sure you all have picked up on this by now, is, you know, what what's the first thing you do? And that kind of tells me how that temporary insanity will manifest. Uh, instead of just having you with, with the new rules, actually, you choose one of the options that have been written by the uh, developers of Delta Green, or for me to choose one of the options. So I, I kind of do a hybrid now, since you don't know that you've you've entered that that rule set, that temporary insanity rule set. And I think I think that was handled very wonderfully, because it gave such a awesome sense of surprise when, like, <laughs> immediately he unloads uh, and and just everything went into chaos. Yep. Uh, mm. it, like once that happened, I like. Oh, this is the end for us. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a pretty interesting a way out of this because he's Roy's FBI, because he's already paranoid, because like, like this isn't gonna go well for him at all. <laughs> I mean, like, we, when you get there though, with the kid and he starts, you know, tentacle facing everything, like, what? I mean, you, firearms are gonna get discharged, and so then it's just how do you get how do you get out of that situation? <laughs> have other people gotten out of the situation, or have they not? had to face down the well i think that the the cops came because i unloaded like the whole fucking clip like if it was just one shot which was the initial thing i don't think it would have mattered much but i think there was a reload in there and then another full clip got emptied and then maybe i think think (laughs) not quite romeo stepped in and yeah yeah he just kept trying to fire on an empty mag there was a lot a lot of shooting happened yeah Oh no, Eric, Eric's yeah. character reloaded. I remember that. He he went through a full clip, reloaded, then kept shooting. Yeah, so it was, it was a lot. Okay, I get it. He was just really excited. He's like, oh, sweet, we're killing kids. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> Ryzen's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Don't care. But I liked, I liked that. I, I think that added really well to the chaos of just like Ryzen's like, I can't even handle like, it. Nobody even exactly knows where when, she is. when you don't want shit to go wrong, everything went wrong. <laughs> poor, yeah. It was like a Quentin Tarantino, like Reservoir Dogs scenario. Yeah. 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 And poor Lenny just, he's just like, what the fuck is happening? I, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> just like, where am I? <laughs> yeah. That's, but you played very well. It's like, does anybody want to see mm-hmm. a magic yeah. trick? No more magic tricks from Lenny. I'm never going to get to see him. Watch me disappear from life. I mean, we did take away Lenny's card when it came to magic tricks. So. That's true. I was like, I kind of set the character up too as a way to have him do like, because I was was interested in playing like a stealth, sleight of hand, thief, rogue-ish type character. And so I kind of built Lenny out in that way. And I'm my only, I'm a little bummed I never got to never got to try any of that stuff out i was waiting for like we need to get like this guy's security badge off him to enter this you know restricted building and i was like oh this would be my moment i could sneak up and you know but uh it's too bad he didn't do any escape artist stuff like you know picking locks that would have been helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or so, you um, know just quick question oh sorry not falling romeo <laughs> yeah don't fall in <laughs> romeo. Uh, <laughs> um quick question though what would have happened if we had like shut off the TV or turned the AC uh, to like 
70 degrees. In the house? Yeah, none yeah. of those would have mattered. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Just for mood? I think the monster <laughs> would have died. Yeah, well, I think it's to... So that may be uh, Chris adding some really nice color to the situation. I haven't heard it, but uh, if you mentioned, like, yeah, the room is, like, warmer than it should be, like, that is, is Chris talking yeah. about, like, incubation and things like that, which kind of gets to the crux of, like, what are those aliens really trying to do, uh, right. which I think is great. So that is good color. That is that is great work from a, a good GM there that's adding that. That's not necessarily written in the Ooh. original manuscript, but I think that's, oh, that's, that's a lot, that's a lot of flavor. There was a was it Dragon Ball Z? I think was blasting on the TV, right? As loud oh, yeah. as possible. Yeah. I mean, th just both those elements mm -hmm. kind of added to the the tension ratchet <laughs> for us as characters at the time because we I, I, don't, I can't speak for y'all, but but for my character, like I was just imagining him feeling like they weren't getting anywhere and like this felt like the end of their investigative rope and everything is just bizarre and wrong here and like his his sense of something being completely out of place started like the tingling on the back of his neck kind of situation and so i was i, I really wanted to lean into that in the scene and i don't know if it came across that way but uh it certainly it had the hairs on my arms standing up it was it was nice yeah, it was, yeah. It was, yeah it, it's okay it definitely set up some red flags with me stepping into the house. Doubly so because I went in alone with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And then Romeo was like peeking through the crack of the front door, which was really interesting. I was like, okay, guys. <laughs> this is when you tell like your agents are losing their sanity and they're doing like really weird things mm -hmm. in public. <laughs> yep. 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 I just wonderful. In Absolutely my mind, while they, were, yeah, I... while they were like unloading on this kid, like on the TV behind him, someone's going Super Saiyan, just. Gunfire and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just chaotic, chaotic. Yeah, so screaming Japanese is occurring behind all of this, uh, Darius, while they're while they're trying to deal with this flailing, betentacled creature that's holding a child hostage, and it's just uh, excellent. It just adds to the weight excellent of excellent scenery. Like, are they kids? Well, so I mean, are they really are they really still kids? Kind of thing, you know, like. Well, well, no. Well, so, that's the thing. We didn't really kill kids. Well, no, Roy, you definitely killed, him. and Roy is, is a kid <laughs> because he killed. Him. You definitely murdered he, a child. He he was a kid. He was a kid. He's dead now. He's definitely dead now. There's a lot of lit. <laughs> but no, Andy and Marcus are no longer human. They're they're gone. Uh, and I think you guys even found out uh, that uh, you know Marcus hadn't shown up to work at the Univon like break factory right. or whatever in like yeah. two weeks or something. Like so, he's been an alien for a while. And um, the reason why you're able to find Darren's body is because they uh, prefer to eat things with ovaries or women. And so, like, Darren tracks down what he thinks is the Detroit Jabberwocky, of course, Marcus. And Marcus basically just defends himself, but he doesn't want to eat his whole body because he kind of tastes gross to him. Like, they prefer to eat things mm -hmm. that are female or have ovaries. Like, that's what they their tastes have evolved to like. So I think you guys ask, what, what is this thing? And you're trying to, like, peg it to something in the, in the mythos. And the answer is, like, it doesn't exist in, like, the traditional catalog of mythos. This is just something from my own imagination inspired by mongooses <laughs> beautiful well mongooses steal eggs so the fact that that name popped up <laughs> i was like oh that that fits like here's a creature that is trying to reproduce and just uh, throws itself across the galaxy looking for for things that have some kind of genetic material that it can potentially hijack and that's why i think in the warehouse you find like all of the partial 
like mutated uh, eggs and things like that, and it's it's not having a good time with human DNA. In I mean, interestingly enough, like one option that players sometimes do when they get to the warehouse is to just run away. I think uh, there's like a point made of a fire escape that's like on the third level that you can like pop out of and mm -hmm. just run. And um, that is always an option. Of course, there's a sanity loss there when it flies into its spaceship, which is located in the basement <laughs> of, or the first floor of the, the abandoned uh, uh, appliance Wait, factory. I'm sorry, there that. was a spaceship? <laughs> So, oh, yeah. We missed that. <clears throat> so someone's gonna find that when they start. No, you brought that building no, down. The, yeah, the building you burn it down. But if a spaceship dust. can survive space, it could probably survive a concrete building falling <laughs> on. But if there's a building on it, it ain't going anywhere. Someone's gotta right? excavate it. Well, uh, okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> it's the Trump building the space. <laughs> it's another Delta Green team has to deal with the the weird spaceship that uh, some. Uh, right. Construction crew finds later on. <laughs> yeah, some demo team is like uh, every Delta Green but team see, is always cursing out the last Delta Green team that was there. <laughs> the, the mysterious F cell can go in and deal with it. They 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 need some work, some extra work. Yeah, is, I think I think. Sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Lucas. No, no, you got it. You got it. I was gonna say, does does D know about the new scenario that you're we're in? D, I can't imagine I haven't run this for you, but. Uh, but yeah, I I, uh, I I can I can talk <laughs> I can find out off offline I suppose. But no, I I haven't uh, touched base with him on on the next off. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if this was another one that he. No, no, this one this one is uh, it's I've been running it for gosh eleven years or so. Pretty pretty excited to uh, to get you guys going with it because it's it's one of my favorites. It's never been published or committed to the airwaves so to speak. So uh, it it really deserves it. And honestly, I think that's a good. You know, spot to kind of kind of wrap up this this chat. Do, do y'all have any other like outstanding questions yeah, um, before I kind of your, tease tease the next sesh? D when writing this. Oh yeah, so um, I mentioned the thing, but it, it actually didn't. That didn't come until later. <laughs> uh, so there is a Japanese uh, anime called uh, Level E, which when you watch or if you do decide to watch or read the manga for it, and you hear like the scenario, you'll probably wonder what the connection is. But I think it's like one of the middle episodes of that anime, the tone suddenly shifted and instead of being like a lighthearted comedy was suddenly this like noir horror. And as part of that horror, these like Japanese kids were turning into tentacle monsters. I swear to God, it's not a hentai. I say that a lot these days, but um, <laughs> yeah, no one believes. yeah, no one believes me. No. But uh, yeah, they, they they were just like these Japanese like school kids are going around and like eating girls or whatever. And uh, I just thought that that was just a premise I could play off of and turn that into a Delta mm. Green scenario. So that's For actually sure. kind of where it came from. Very odd. Well, it worked beautifully. <laughs> yeah, very odd pedigree there. Um, but yes, it was, it was, that was the actual original influence, which I've never admitted anywhere, but here. So now you, now the dirty secret's out. First. So nice. Yeah. Forever committed <laughs> yep. to audio story. Love cool. That. So to you out there, thank you so much for listening, for invading our discord in our socials, spreading the word of what we're doing here on Sorry Honey. We're blown away by the response to the cast so far. Uh, so once again, thank you so much for listening. We have a lot more in store for you next week. In fact, we will jump into the aforementioned next operation. This will be Operation Molten Carrier. Be seeing you.